RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. We are absolutely live. That's good to see. So welcome back to Consultivation. I have some great people to talk to me about business today. First of all, Mr. Swick from Swick Business Strategies. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you too. Good morning. Uh, it is good morning where you are, isn't it? Yeah, where we are. <laughs> from the one of the most sought-after towns in the US, Mr. Powers from Syracuse. George, is that true? Do people know where Syracuse is? Uh, well, I know I do, so I'm not sure everybody else does. So. <laughs> that's, that's true. You have, you have a famous university, don't you? Yeah. Uh, well, they have a famous basketball team, Syracuse University. Yes. Yes. That's, uh, they're, they're known for their basketball. There you go. And backed by popular demand, we have an outrageously talented, phenomenal warrior of business who has Olympic standards in the way she conducts her mindset, her being, has out, out, outperformed most people she's ever come across and is with us as a guest today and a multiple presidential candidate too, is <laughs> a, a president of a orga member's organization during a pandemic, apparently, Eric, is Bob Gay. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Have to have him, him introduce you and everything, huh? Exactly. I, I need to have him call me every day, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's, it's good to be back. And one of the things that's been on the mind of RLC this week is the power of action. And I think if you think about the world we're all part of, and that is courses everywhere, um, blogs about everything, information overload like never before, which is mainly good. It still comes down to this funny old subject called action, doesn't it? Actually deciding to act, to do, and get on with something. How important do you think action is in December, my friends? So what do you, what's your view? Do you think it's an important thing to get right as this year passes out? I think I think it's more important this year than it is any other year to let clients know that we're rolling into 2021 ready to go. It's we're, we're still going to have a tax season. We're still going to prep the way we always do. We're still going to be here for you. We're just going to be a little bit different whether we see you face to face or we see you on a screen. So I think it's super important this year to let your clients know we're we're here and we're here to stay. And well, I love that perspective. This is consultations. We are talking about a group of advisors. We're talking about the power of delivering great service, great business conversation. And I think you're right. You've got to let your clients know that you're here to serve them. Eric, what was you going to say, my friend? Well, I was going to say, first of all, you know, you mentioned the information overflow. And I think it gets difficult for people to kind of weed through what's right, what's wrong, what's fake, what's real. 
And so I think being having a communication plan put in place and start acting on it right now with your clients, much like Barb talked about, is so critical. You know, there's so much misinformation out there or people talking about, like you said, are we having a tax season? Is it going to be pushed out? Is it going to change? You know, um, I, I think we need to be that provide that clarity to our clients and make sure they understand what's going on. Totally. And George, how do you think people are feeling, clients at the moment, business owners, CEOs, leaders? How do you think they're feeling after this year? They're feeling. In a sense, I can't say they're feeling one way or the other because it really depends on the business. Some are doing, I've got some clients that are doing amazing. They've made changes and they're doing better than they ever have before. And they're ready to, they're ready to keep going in this way. And other ones that are quite frankly, sucking wind. Um, I, I, I'll take a little different tact on the December. I don't think it's, it's any more or any less important in December than it is any other month of the year to, for conversations with clients. There's a lot of things going on. There's always a lot of things going on. Uh, it's just one more thing on the whole list of things going on. So uh, is it important? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but I think it's always important. And why is December important? Mainly only because we have randomly decided that this was the end of the year. So it, we make it randomly important, uh, you know, which follows why New Year's resolutions. Well, well, because we as a human society have randomly decided it. Uh, is it any more important than any other beginning of the month? No. <laughs> So, you know, I think the idea is we need to, um, you know, try to communicate all the time. December is nice to take a look at it and say, okay, let's make extra effort. It's always a wonderful thing to do. Um, I agree. Uh, however, I also think that it's, it's important that we always continue to strive for increased communication in today's world because people are bombarded by so many random pieces of information that, you know, that is inaccurate that you know we do need to provide that steady concrete place where they can go for real solid information or, or if we don't have it just tell them you know this is what they're telling you out there is not true we don't know what the truth is yet so, so that's what we have to do these days I, I, so I like your perspective on December, George it's a really fair pushback it's a different look at it it is normally just another month but, but I think there's these traditions that maybe the masses do is we still have to guide them that if you are somebody that waits for the year end, how do you mentally prepare them? But let's put a business spin on it, and that's this. How many of you here have been through a personal trauma of some sort? Right, so, yeah. Yep. So we're not, well, to some degree, I'm sure. Yeah. And you know that moment where you go into that endurance zone where you are acutely aware you're using up energy you don't have. Yes. You know the one, Bob? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, and you can feel it. You might not display it initially, but all of a sudden you're going, I'm lifting way beyond what I should be doing here, and I need a rest. I think there's a risk in 2020 that people of the world are feeling like that. Socially, in their homes and in business, which is what we're talking about. Now, if that's true, we might not know till next year. As leaders and firm owners, I'm asking the question, what can we do to help them prepare for it? Because the reason why I paint this analogy is can you recall when you were in it, what happens when suddenly the pressure was off? 
So you unplug the thing you were fighting against. Mm -hmm. Your body usually does what to you? Yeah. It yeah. goes kaput, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. So I think the risk for people leading people, that could happen in 2021 if we don't take care of them. What are your thoughts? Do you think I'm talking nonsense? What do you think? No, no, I don't think you're talking nonsense. In fact, Barbara and I had a conversation earlier today. Um, I um, have been talking to my clients and trying to get them excited about 2021. What I'm telling them is, you know, there's unfortunately going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be able to survive what they've been going through with all the shutdowns and everything. And so if you can be smart and plan ahead, there's going to be more work out there for you that you can even imagine. So you need to start preparing for that. I have one restaurant group I work with and I'm telling them, you know, they're going to survive because they are a very well managed company. And, but I told them, I said, you're going to need to be prepared to be able to handle 120% of the business that you were dealing with before, because a lot of your competitors are going to be gone. They're not going to survive. So start thinking now, how do I increase my capacity? How do I increase my, my, my throughput? Those are the conversations I'm having. I'm trying to be positive and I'm trying to look at the positives for those that are, are going to survive this. Because the ones that aren't going to survive it, they're the ones that are sitting there either with their head in the sand or they're woe is me type of people and they're defeated. And so, you know, I believe in self-fulfilling prophecies. And so if you go into this with a negative attitude, um, you're probably going to get negative results. So I'm trying to get them positive. I'm trying to get them to think that way. Well, and I'm even seeing it, you know, you talk, Eric, we talked about the clients, but I'm even seeing it with my, with my team. Mm. I mean, there's this bit of a dip right now and deflation because of, well, we thought this would be over by now. We thought we'd have Christmas. You know, we didn't get to have Thanksgiving with our families. We didn't get this. We didn't get that. So I'm really trying to beef them up and say, hey, you know what? We talked about a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, hope. You know, there is hope there. There are things that are going to be better and you have to do it. We're, we're doing a virtual Christmas party this weekend and I'm doing a bunch of things on my own to make it a little fun event for us. But we're, and I, my first gut was we won't do anything. And then I decided, no, you can't do that. You have to have something. Yeah. But, um, so we're doing a virtual Christmas party. So I'm going to record it because I want to be able to look back at it and say, well, this was good or that was good or whatever. Anyway, so you think it's, it's everybody around us. We have to be sensitive to that are feeling this. I love that idea of the virtual party. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's, really, really good. yeah. It's, it's a great chat, isn't it? So, so George, how, how are you noticing? your clients might be feeling them. Well, it, it's again, it's a, it's a different, but I do think that you've got two sides. Like the, the ongoing stress is is starting to show. As Eric said, you know, we're going to see more businesses close. I do believe the same as we're going to see more businesses close in the next four to six months than we did in the last because the PPP money is used up. The other support is used up. We're going to see the businesses start to close, which then, you know, is what ends up turning around, turning around most recessions. When businesses close, the customers have got to go someplace. But um, so I, I'm seeing more stress, more, you know, how long do we have to put up with this? Um, I think about, you know, you're, you're 
you're in your your house, you're locked up in your house. You you can't go out to entertainment events. You can't go out to dinner. It's it's you know you sit there on a Saturday night and say, you know, what's on TV every Saturday night? You know, it, it comes a point in time that you just kind of get tired of doing the a whole lot of nothing day after day. So we're seeing the, the, I think the stress of all of that come in, um, and at the same time we got businesses that want to hire people and can't find them. So you got you know you got businesses that are stressful, they're, they're hurting businesses that that need to hire people, they can't find employees, which is a strange phenomenon that we're actually mm-hmm. facing. And tons of people on unemployment, you got to hire somebody and there's no one to hire. <laughs> Uh, so it's a, it's a problem they're facing that they're hitting from a lot of different sides. Um, it's an interesting thought that you bring out, Dave. That once COVID is over, what's going to happen? Because it is, you know, like with any great thing that you that you defeat, there is that heavy sigh at the end, and you just collapse down, and you don't want to do anything. And I think that in order to 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 combat that and to combat what we have in the next next stressful parts, we need to bring some kind of joy into into ours, our employees, and hopefully something with our you know our uh, our clients' life. What I don't know what those can be. Barb is a great idea with the, with the Christmas party. Hey, so what? We're still going to do it. We're going to bring some piece of joy into our life. Because Absolutely. we have to have that in order to, to keep going into into you know to, once we get out of it to to have that cheer you know we need to give that revolving cheer we did it we survived it we conquered it now what yeah and we need that now what's next part what was you going to say Bob well and I just think it's it doesn't have to be a huge thing we and again obviously i'm talking about the holidays but back in october we usually dressed up for halloween and we did that virtually and did our whole thing but i made i made these little caramel apple bags that i put together and i delivered to everybody it was not that much it was not that big of a deal but the fact that everybody kind of did it they talked about those caramel apples for i mean i couldn't believe it and you know it's silly you don't know what the thing is that's going to make somebody at least get out of it for an hour and they all talked about we sat around at dinner and you know for those that had more than one person in the house they talked about which you know i don't know just created a little bit of an environment and, no, and i think that that's important so i have a question for you before we look at the next part of this is mm-hmm. george did raise a, a good point bob which is about on a saturday night asking about what's on the tv but there was a time you could answer a goldfish bowl and a lamp. <laughs> the TVs were massive. Do you remember them? The great big TVs. Yeah. Uh, you could have said something. I think that's a 1970s dad joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think you've you've struck something really important, and I think let's let's spend a moment to mind share together about what are some of the things you can do to prepare your people. So Eric, talk to me about the fuel gauges for a moment while I can create a couple of banners. Why do we have fuel gauges as RLC teammates? What are they for? Well, it's just to get a sense of where people are. Where's their energy level? Where are they spiritually? It's it's really trying to get a sense of how are they doing? And I think it's a great tool to be able to measure that and get a sense because then you know if they're down on one of the gauges, 
you know, let's try to prop that one up. Let's focus there. So it allows you to do that. Uh, you know, one of the things that I feel that's really important to help raise those gauges and Barb kind of talked to this, and I've used this before in some of these calls, I think a key word is care. And if you show that you care about people and you give that, you know, you have that honest um, empathy, um, I think that goes a long way. I think that really helps prop people up. You know, that's what I thought about, Barb, when you said that you're doing this virtual thing or you went and took these candied apple packages to people. That shows that you care. You care about them. You care about their how they're doing. Um, that goes a long ways. And, I, you know, I, I hope people don't lose sight of those kinds of um, actions. Well, I think especially now, Eric, when we're there's so much around us that says people don't care. I think that it's important to focus people back on the fact that there are people that do care. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a huge thing. And I don't care who they are. You know, right. we, as a country, we've become really divided. And I think that's got to stop. That's got to stop. And I think by caring, no matter who you are, what you look like, what you believe in, um, that's the most important thing. That's all rubbish that has to go away. Exactly. And you know, you know, do you know what, Bob and Eric, you raise a great point because I think we've got to get great at asking a really simple question. Is what I'm hearing even true? <laughs> and then, then ask right. a secondary question, right? Which is this, is it true on social media? So is it true at all? Because, you know, um, I was alarmed this week and, I, I, you know, let's move away from your politics and let's give you another alternative A or B, right? So the, the, the madness of the world we live in currently is, should I have the vaccine or shouldn't I have the vaccine, right? Now, let me share with you a good friend of mine who's a doctor said to me, she said, the two greatest things that have advanced humankind of clear water, clean water, and vaccinations. Now, if you're watching Consultivation or listening to this back, we're not saying you should all have vaccinations. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, let's start paying attention to these debates of I will or I won't, which create difference. You know, I, I went into a debate last week with some friends of ours who were talking about vaccinations, about they being rushed, is the classic I've heard. The British one has been done in such a way where they've removed all red tape in order to speed it up. Mm -hmm. What they haven't done is cut corners. Mm -hmm. They just said, this is a global issue. There is a race to be first, a bit like going to the moon, right? So, but you know, whoever's first doesn't mean they're gonna be the last and the most successful. So, but it is about, giving people hope rather than division. And I think that's really important. Well, you so, know, Dave, you know, in business, can we learn from what you just talked about, how they took out that red tape? Are the things that we're doing in our own businesses that we feel we have to do this because we've always done it this way? And can we eliminate red tape in our own way of doing business to make us more efficient and more effective? Um, well, it's, inter it's interesting you bring that up, Eric, because we are rethinking all of our tax season prep because yeah. we've done it that way for 34 years. But yeah. this year we're re 
do we need really need to do that? Do we really need to mail that out? Do we really need to? And and it's not about making the client come down a road we want them to come down, but are we doing things for two or three clients that 150 don't care about? And yeah. that's the true piece of it. And and you still deal with those, you know, five clients and you make sure they're taken care of individually, but you you speed up your own process and your own productivity by taking care of the other 150 quicker. Yeah. I got a saying for you, it came from Tim Ferriss, right, Bob? It's like linked to what you were saying, and it's this. Before you automate, eliminate what's unnecessary. Really important, and that's yeah. what you're talking about. And not necessarily the automation piece, but definitely the elimination piece. What are we doing that's unnecessary? I think it's a great show. Eric and Bob, picking on your point together, leadership rule number four is spend time as a leader removing barriers and obstacles. What a great thing to do. Yeah. Spend time making people's jobs easier. Now, in the hope question, can I tell you about my adopted mom? So we've done other space and consultations to explain why I have an adopted mom. Let me be clear, I have not been adopted. Um, I've adopted a mom, right? So she's a lovely English lady called Pauline Davis. Now, Pauline and Davis were, uh, Pauline was visiting Debbie and I in Edinburgh earlier this year, pre-COVID. And uh, anyway, they're in their 70s, lovely people, her husband, Kevin, fantastic folk. And we were talking about something she does right that is lovely so every other week every other month we get cards sent to us in the post with a note with a thought with some writing that make us feel very loved very special hmm. and um when we get them we know they're off but every time they arrive we're like we can't wait to see what she said this time hmm. and one of the things she did extra was on my birthday she sent me two postcards of San Salvador in Mallorca. And I opened this card and these lovely postcards of where I've ridden last year over a hundred times, going so many memories in that fleeting second were unlocked. Now, I must tell you the funny thing, if she does decide to watch this back, I also did say to her, is it because you're getting so old that you want to have the most attended funeral. Is that why you send the cards to someone? <laughs> <laughs> and to her credit, to her absolutely credit, Debbie will tell you if she was here now, Debbie will tell you, through her, Kevin and Pauline, were in the back of the car laughing so loudly because that conversation then became funny and spiraled. But yeah. comedy to one side, it's a lovely act. Yes. And I know she does it for so many people of her own choosing. That's caring for people, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It'd be nice if everyone in the world could do that to two people and, you know, mm -hmm. be unbelievable. Wouldn't it just? I mean, we, we should all do it. You can do it online these days. You can go into an, into an app like Thoughtful, or there's a, there's, a, there's loads of them, moonpig.com. You don't even have to get go to the shop and buy cards anymore, and you can make your own cards. So, you know, you can have a picture of George and Eric like this going, you know. <laughs> right? Or you could have Bob there with the, with, the, with the book open going. And we can also, what's gonna happen next? Yeah. So it's the touch though, isn't it? That's the thing, it's that little touch yeah. making a people difference. So, 
Let's brainstorm together just for a moment. And uh, Pauline, if you're listening, that's a big shout out to you. What kind of things could we do for people over the Christmas period into next year to look after them? So I bagged you that one. Send people cards with some nice thoughts in it. I claim it. <laughs> what do you reckon, Gio? Oh, geez. First up, that's, that's really, I think it's you know, the, the little extra things, the remembering them in some way. I, I, I like Barb's story of the caramel apple because that's a, a great microcosm of exactly what you need to do. It, it doesn't, and it shouldn't be an expensive something. It should be a personal something. Barb sat down, took the time to make carameled apples. Like she, she said, okay, it wasn't a big deal, but she personally took effort out of her life, out of her day and did it. Now she disappeared on us, but- um, No, we, we, I thought as soon as we're talking about Barb for a second, let's act like she's not here. That's right. Carry on, George, carry on. <laughs> but it, it, I think that's the great example of uh, the kind of things to do that, that take a, you know, in your example, they take a personal effort to write that card and, just, and to find those photos. With Barb, it was going and buying the apples and the caramels and making it. It went out of your normal way to do something special for somebody. It, and it doesn't, has, has no, no value as far as dollars and cents. It's much more in the personal sense. That's the thing, and I, I don't know what else, I mean, think, but whatever that happens to be, those are prime examples of the things that we need to do, those little things that mean that we took our time and thought about it. You know, I was thinking, Dave, that what would be a good thing is, think about maybe a handful or two handfuls of people that really could use this right now, because you know those people that are hurting, and maybe reach out to them and give them some soul food, you know, just, Build them up a little bit. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Tell them how you know wonderful they are, and uh, why you reached out to them. Um, you know, I think you can do a wider audience, whether it's via email or text messages. It's just reaching out to those people that you feel would could use a little boost. Yeah, sometimes people need a little. I, mean, I did that with my daughter this morning. She's an ICU nurse with some wow. COVID patients. Yeah, and, and you know, I said, okay. I, I think I'll. You know, I was thinking about her as a father. But also thinking, okay, you know, she works 12-hour shifts and, you know, thankless job and all that. Just give her a little boost because she's probably feeling a little tired at times. So, yeah, um, you know, those things occur. And so I think those little extras make the difference, like you said, uh, Eric, is just to reach out to the people you think might have a need. Yeah. All right. Now, before we come to Barb, because she's, of course, she's, she's claimed an absolute belter already, Barb, right? So... Right, I do want to call out the satirical opportunity, George. Is that all right? That has got to be one of the best answers without giving an answer. I have something for Two o'clock, Eric. He told Barb's story so passionately, so brilliantly, you'd have thought he was almost Barb temporarily, <laughs> but didn't contribute a new idea. It's very clever, Mr. Powers. <laughs> I'll steal an idea in place I can do that. <laughs> That's what you should do. <laughs> but you're right. You are right, though, going back to the serious list. Um, so we've had soul food for two people you care. I've put up the question. Can we all, anyone who's watching, just to do, one action to care for people in December. It doesn't matter what it is. And let's call it the Consultivation Challenge. We'll tag this episode. We'll make it the exact same thing. 
And like you did say, Gio, it does not matter how small it is. So let's let's raise the stakes a bit. Um, did anybody see the photo in the WhatsApp group for the consult team today? George did, didn't you? I think he showed me this morning. Yeah. Did you see it, Eric? Yes. I did not. Sorry. It, it looked a bit like this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see a beam on your head. Yeah, so I, I showed Jackie Burton from our UK consult team. But I have hidden talents and I was able to, in an hour, balance this right on here, like so. And I got nine minutes, wait for it, six minutes, and then I got, what was the total, 31. And then I was waiting for Gio to turn up at 12 o'clock UK time, he turned up at 12.06. <laughs> giving me a neck injury, Eric, right, right here. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's... Uh, but we were entertaining each other whilst doing some serious work. You know, and why do I tell you about that? Sometimes a little bit of an energizing pattern interrupt can be all it takes to just change the mood, change the lift. Anyway, in this process, we did raise a little bit of a wager for Bolton Hospice, Dr. Lee Valance, because it cost me 30 quid because it fell off three times. <laughs> um, anyway, so it might just be you go and you go and thank somebody working in a, you know, a volunteers organization, the local ER, you know, whatever it might be, you just find some way today to do something different. So us four are going to go and do it. A couple of years ago, I did a massive pay it forward following the movie. Do you remember the pay it forward film? Yeah. Fabulous idea. And I, I started that exact time it came out. I said, no, we've got to do this. And there's loads of people who now do that that I know personally. Well, every so often, just start a random pay it forward. So I think us four, three plus one, should do a pay it forward straight after this Zoom. It's not even Zoom, is it? Stream your broadcast uh, live to LinkedIn and live to Facebook as part of consult and consultivations. We should do a pay it forward straight after to people we care about with a caveat. They have to go and do the same. Who's up for that? Yeah, we have something here in Colorado. We have uh, Colorado Gives Day, which is today. And so, and you can schedule a donation to a nonprofit um, in advance, but it will actually process today. So I, I went out, there's two organizations locally that I, I just believe in what the work that they do. And, uh, you know, I, that's what I did because they get matched. And that's why I do it on this day. It's really important. I'm glad you brought that up, Eric, because I was going to say the same thing. I have an organization I work with that it's a big, um, today's a big day for them to yeah. get, get extra funds. Yep. What are the, both of those uh, called, what are the both organizations called? Well, one is uh, JDRF, which is the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. I've done some volunteer work for them. Uh, it's very close and dear to me. And then the other one is, it's called Rocky Mountain Microfinance Institute. And what they do is they help, um, I guess I would just say, entrepreneurs that don't have a whole lot of resources and they train them and help them to develop their business plan and help them get started. And actually with some financing as well. And so great organization and they're, a lot of their entrepreneurs, this has been a very difficult time for them. So. I wanted to support that organization as well. And Bob, what's your one? 
Uh, mine is called the Crisis Center, and I've been on the board and been involved with this for probably about 15 years now. Oh, yeah. And um, they work with um, not only women, but families and men. Um, they work for um, getting getting the. Um, it started it started out obviously for women, but they, they work with schools and programs to change the cycle. And so I think it's extremely important to, you know, to, to keep involved in that and make sure that it's not only solving the problems for the current people, but changing the cycle moving forward. That's a great, that's a great cause. And George, is the one you want to reference too? Uh, we give to, quarterly we give a, uh, a, a donation to a local charitable organization. The, the last one we did was, uh, uh, I think we did uh, uh, Ophelia's Place locally, which was a uh, it's a, a local nonprofit started by a local businesswoman for uh, um, eating disorders, helping people with eating disorders. Uh, and so that was the most recent one we've uh, we've given support for. But once a quarter, we come up with a new one and, and, and write them a check based on revenue, our revenue. Yeah. That's a, that's a lovely act. So can I ask each of you at the end of this broadcast on Facebook, can you put those organizations' web addresses in the comment feed? And I will copy them as well and add them to the LinkedIn broadcast. Is that all right? Great. Yes. So as we bring Consultivate to a close, we've got to tell you two extra things. I'm just going to take these things off the screen for a minute. And before I recap this bullet, we are live on Apple Podcasts, so uh, excited to tell you that. If you're an Apple subscriber, you can now find or search for Consultivation on Apple Podcasts. For the rest of you who don't listen to Apple, we are on Spotify as well. Search for the same word. And we will give a complete list of where to find us in, in the live broadcast feed later on today. Now, final comment, my friends, and that's this. 2020 has been a year of history. We all know March the 3rd this year, for travel industry reasons, it was declared a pandemic and it has been ever since. We're about to become a change. It's going to be an endemic. Now, during that period, we've been asking the question about, are you caring for your people enough as we transition into next year? And there'll be a moment where the endurance need will be unplugged. And most of us are going to go, Oh, thank goodness for that. And at that moment in time, we've got to be ready to catch our people in case they get tired and well, sick for other reasons even. So let's make sure as we go into this Christmas, we're caring for our people. We're doing things to look after their emotional, spiritual and physical well-being going into 2021. The last thing, though, is a leadership call to action. If you're a leader, an entrepreneur, or as Eric said, an entrepreneur, which must be an advanced one, right? Uh, small differences, isn't it, Bob? Small differences. Um, and you always pick up on them. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. You have a bit Absolutely. So whatever you are, if you're just a human, a family member, I think we're all inviting you to take part in an action, to pay it forward as part of this consultivate and inspire people locally to you or nationally through your own way. And because it is Giving Day in Colorado, do look out for those organizations that have been mentioned in this cast too. And then one final big up to Pauline Davis from Horwich Bolton.
Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.